currently we can see that more projects are carrying out the gender analysis, present gender disaggregating data. They use also gender sensitive language in their reports and also have developed gender champion stories. Empower. Расширять возможности. Empowerment. Coexistence. Ampoternity. Autonomisation. A podcast of inspiring stories on women empowerment. Empower. Welcome to Empower, a podcast from the Swiss Agency for Development Cooperation, where we will be getting to know thought leaders from our programs, offices, and partners pushing for more women economic empowerment. I'm your host, Ines Tijera von Holzen, Gender Policy Advisor at STC. We have various guidance papers on how to push for empowerment of women in our programs and indicators how to measure it. But we rarely listen to the people on the ground making it happen and sharing their insights. We want to feature inspiring persons out there with insightful stories and what they have learned along the way in this podcast you turned in. In this podcast, our guest is Fauna Ibramoji, National Program Officer of the Domain Employment and Income in the Swiss Embassy in Mozambique. She provides technical support and monitors programs such as Innovation for Agribusiness, InnoAgrof, and Morti Sempre, that takes a systemic approach to agribusiness development. These programs seek to promote the use of certified seed and good agricultural practices to increase productivity and thereby address smallholder food security and income challenges. She has been the country officer gender focal point since 2017, playing a facilitating, advisory and coordinating role to mainstreaming gender in the country work. She leads learning events on gender equality, gender-based violence, as well as sexual harassment in the workplace. Today, we will talk about her experience as gender focal point and results achieved. Welcome, Fauna. So happy to have you here. Thank you very much. Hello. Can you briefly talk about your work at, as the gender focal point at the Swiss Embassy? I promote a gender transformative approach and my work has made a significant impact in the rural communities in Mozambique. So this is contributing to the upfillment of rural households and communities using the market system development approach uh, that is really pioneer in this country where in Ovagro, we consider our flagship project that has already started to introduce this approach in, in the country, which ensures sustainability of agriculture project in, intervention beyond the funding period. The gender transformative approach contributes more on the equal gender norms and roles, and this also produces structural gender equality results. Could you give us examples on how this approach works in practice? Well, this approach contributes to increase really participation of women in political decision-making process. Also, we can see more women assuming leadership roles, men changing their attitudes toward gender norms, more equal access to land, men and women more equally represented in the community-based organizations. And we can see also increasing reporting on gender-based violence because before, People were intimidated, they are not really expressed their rights, and we can see better access to justice for women and more joint decision making at the household level. 
So I can say that, for example, when we look for, for the project perspective, the Village Saving Lending Association uh, presents positive results in terms of women empowerment and access to markets and inputs. And this can contribute to increase their productivity and also their income and food security at the household level. That sounds very positive. Um, can you describe some challenges for gender equality in the project you are supporting? Well, at the beginning, we realized that the partners did not really consider or fully understand the value of integrating gender into their programs. For example, we see that the first training, the partner sent junior staff members mm. and women as representatives but many gender action plans were really not prioritized because they were not really the decision-making people within the organization. And also these plans were not budgeted for. So this will make it difficult really to implement the gender uh, interventions. And we also realized that the commodity aggregate traders during the reflection session, we encourage them to recruit more female buying agent. Because mm -hmm. we know that women tend to be more honest, they are transparent. And by this really, the, the, these cuts, these aggregators struggle to get this recruitment. There was some preservation in terms of jealous from their husbands. Mm. And also the other area that we promoted was to select the agents with ethics and integrity who inspire confidence in their communities. But this also involved local leaders for validation of these identified agents so they can have more openness, more confidence, so these women can be, both men and women can feel more comfortable in terms of having the woman go to the market on their own, not just guided by their men. So we also see that, uh, for example, one of our projects in Ovago has promoted Fund Agricola model that includes animators to promote and support saving groups. Mm -hmm. And But we realized that the rural women are low level of literacy and numeracy, and the female uh, animators also require, requires, they don't have required skills in terms of reading, writing, calculating savings and interest sharing. So mm -hmm. I think that the, for the districts, and we, when we did the comparisons, we realized that the district that they have previously uh, the training in functional literacy, more women have assumed this role of animators. So we can uh, see that also the education can be one of the limiters for the women to participate in different uh, interventions. And for example, now we have this COVID pandemic, we realize that this also uh, affects more women and in assessing different productive resources in terms of services, technologies, market, financial resources. And this also further limited women's ability to participate in production, even in some programs that including markets, even travel to distant markets. So I think that this was some challenges that the project were really facing. Yeah, it's, yes. and it really shows how everything is kind of connected and one issue kind of leads to another. Um, yeah. Could you also sure. share some achievements in gender mainstreaming at the country work? 
I can just put in two level. We can have like institutional level. I take the rule as a gender focal point in 2017. And that period I said myself, well, we need first to, to assess where we stand in terms of gender mainstreaming within the institution. And mm -hmm. we realized that the gender was uh, like blinded gender and most of the partners, they're not doing really gender analysis. Uh, and there was uh, no progress, like a little progress in, in terms of gender. So mm -hmm. we decide really to, to have this recommendation in place and we had support from management. And uh, currently we can see that more projects are carrying out the gender analysis, present gender disaggregating data. They use also gender sensitive language in their reports and also have developed gender champion stories. Uh, for example, we had gender and corruption, exploitation or sexual exploitation of inmates in the Javela Maputo women's prison. And we have also the queens of sanitation, hygiene and water. Uh, and currently we can see also more partners have uh, gender strategies and they are also monitoring the gender uh, intervention within the project side. Uh, within the project. So I think that this could be one of the good achievements. And we can see that at the project level, most partners also strengthen their gender equality intervention, including gender training of local partners and beneficiaries. This can also create new ways and options for income generating activities and also to inclusive participation of women and men. And you can see that also the company seed companies show that adequate and effective extension can be anchored around seed companies training farmers in the communities. And they can assume that the role has lead farmers facilitating knowledge transfer and other farmers in the communities. Uh, I think that this is really, we appreciate that and has been more easy for female farmers to participate despite their workload than men. We know that women have a lot of duties within the household. So yeah. this also contributes for them to be part of the programs. Of yes. course, the infamous un unpaid care work. Um, could you talk a little bit more about the lead farmers and their role? Okay, the lead farmers are influential women and men in the rural and rural society and are often trendsets in promoting changes in rural areas, not only with respect to farming practices, but also potentially with respect to social and cultural gender norms. The trainings uh, mainly emphasizing the lead farmers and extension officers need to promote and embrace women participation in project activities. This training also are encouraged for companies to overcome their prejudice and increase women employment opportunities as lead farmers. The company's technicians also as a story attendant, like different roles that they can play. Uh, we can see also that, for example, the Fundo Agricola, we have more increased women participation. Uh, and this also showed the interest in able to invest them to purchase the inputs and increase their agricultural production. So I think that this could some examples that we can see and that they are really building good results mm -hmm. because the women now they are more empowered and they can also participating in different arenas. Very interesting work you're doing. Could you share what are important challenges for the focal points, like gender focal points? 
what we can experience is that in practice, gender equality is not really dealt as priority for majority of the staff. We know that the SDC has different tools and the commitment at high level about the gender, but we can see that there is a less commitment on gender issues. Mm. We can see also lack of understanding about all staff responsibility in terms of gender work. Most of the staff think that gender work is only for gender focal points responsibility, but it's not true mm. because we need also to, to com be committed to, to engage to, in order to see these results within our project. And mm. we can see some weak response from the staff to gender requests. For example, sometimes no response and people can keep just silent, quiet, not responding. And we need really to, to respond to be, even if you establish deadlines, you re requires to send several reminders for their collaboration. And we know that making the work of gender focal points really heavy taking into account the limited time that we have that is allocated 20% for gender issues, that in practice more that is needed. So mm. I think that is uh, really the, the main one. If the response are really quick, fast, we can see that we can reach good or better results. And we need really to, to be committed, all of us, not just leave this gender focal point. Some specific areas, like those specialities that you need to really take into account that probably gender focal point that, that doesn't have that lens to see. So I think that the commitment of all is really good. Well, luckily we have people like you who are very committed. What do you think um, is necessary to overcome these challenges? I can say that most of the time we say that we need to change the mindset of our partners and beneficiaries. But it's not just true, but the change is really needed uh, within our organization. We need to start from us. So we need to be committed and make effort to prioritize, to prioritize gender and not put as a, the last plan, no. More, more often, as I said, I struggle to have feedback for, from colleagues, even in the same domain. So we really, we really need to be persistent if we want to get the results. So I will really recommend or ask the head of domains, head of corporation and head of mission to put their focus and priority support the gender focal points in their roles. They really need support of this management side. I think that this change really needs to start internally so we can see sustainable results at all levels. And also not only does the organization need to prioritize gender strategically, but in practically in terms of job functions. So, but there is also appears a need to for gender training within each area of ex expertise. Uh, also change an organization from gender blind to gender sensitive requires resources, we know that. Um, and 20% of one person's work is very little. I think that the organization needs to rethink also in terms of time allocation for gender focal point roles. Uh, especially when we are in the change process. Perhaps it's possible when if an organization is already gender sensitive, so probably we can use, we can set this 20%, but if it's not the case, I think that we need to invest more staff time than, than part-time gender focal point. We need to be more focused. It depends really on when, where the organization stands regarding to gender. And I think that one of the strategy that works for us was to include the gender objectives on management by objective. Uh, this is one 
tool that we use for assessment. When we study in the year, we can establish the objective. So the staff will, will put on their plan really because they will be assessed on that. So I think that this could be one of the, the way that we can also increase this commitment. And I think that also to motivate staff uh, in terms of providing prizes for good work, this can motivate. <laughs> and for new staff, we can conduct also gender induction sections. So I think that periodically also we can have some gender awareness, what I normally do also with our staff, even to share documentation regarding to gender tools, even meetings within the, the network, gender network, because they have a lot of opportunities that we can increase our knowledge on gender and we can be committed and we can integrate when we have also knowledge and resource for that. So thank you so much for sharing. I hope some of our listeners will try to apply some of your ideas. Is there a last statement that you would like to share with our audience? Yes, well, I think that gender is really, I remember one of my colleagues that she left, Stefana, I can see that you are doing a lot of progress. I think that you need to specialize in gender. So I think that uh, is one interesting area because I'm also women that I, I really love to see other women developing, uh, even professionally. And I think that uh, we need also not to see this change by from the women's side. We need also to see the changes from the men perspective in terms of gender awareness with men to change their mindset and behavior in order to respect and to see the value of the women within the society, even looking at the household level. Because what we see, even people that are knowledgeable, they are know, but when they arrive at home, all the burden will be for the women. They need really to start to divide their, their roles, their tasks within the household level so their children can start to grow and think that this is possible, we can do, it's not just only mom's role. I think that this could be from all the side, not just looking for women, but we need also to see how we can build awareness from the men's side so that he can change also his behavior in terms of towards the, the women so we can have really the gender equality. Thank you so much for these powerful and inspiring words and for sharing what you've been doing as a gender focal point at the Swiss Embassy. Thank you very much for this opportunity and hope that people can learn and are also keen to learn from others as well. This podcast was produced as a collaboration of the GenderNet and the Inclusive Economic Development Team of the Swiss Agency for Development and Cooperation. For more information, visit www.shareweb.ch slash site slash gender or slash EI. Empower. Empoderamiento. Autonomization. A podcast of inspiring stories on women empowerment. Empower.